couple of days ago it was really bad. Today doesn't seem as bad, but I wonder if it's residual in the air that's causing my headache. Is that you? I thought you were talking on the computer. No, I'm talking on the phone. You're talking Hello? Hello? Hi, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I was giving Ark a hug and guess goodnight. And he's like, I thought you were going to talk on the computer. And I'm talking on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> that works. Oh, it works. Yeah, I got internet, so that's fine. Ah. Good night, Ulrich. Yeah, and plus I don't really have a chair at my at my desk yet, so. Mm-hmm. One, one thing at a time, right? Oh yeah, I'm I'm just yeah I'm living within boxes. It was funny today because I ended up falling over fucking boxes. Uh oh. <laughs> Right on my ass. I was like, but bam. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what I get. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I guess that's better than uh, your skirt crawling all the way up into your jacket, which is what I've been editing. So. Is that? Uh, oh yeah, that, that was a that was a good one too. Mm-hmm. Oh. That's a fun podcast because we've got Aaron and Aaron's like. Oh, they're communicating again. And you're like, okay, we're going to make a drinking game. And I'm like, oh, great. The author is going to kill me. <laughs> you should know better. I know. I sent him the first. Oh, hi, baby. Did you wake up? Yeah. There's food in the bathroom Aww. for you. Yeah. Come here. Yeah. I heard the squeak. Yeah. She's been up sleeping. She had a rough day because Alex was in here for a while. And then. Uh-huh. It was so funny because I looked and looked and looked and I couldn't find him. And he had crawled under a chest of drawers. Am I? And I had no idea who was there, but the kitten went over to get her play mouse and the chest of drawers started hissing and growling. And I'm like, hmm, Alex must be over there. (laughs) (laughs) And then I tried to get him out and he scratched my hand so bad. I was bleeding all over the place. I finally had to get a broom and chase him out with the broom. Hi. Am I? You're in my microphone. She says, I love your chest. It's just a great place to sit. Mm-hmm. Except that you're on my cord and you're pulling my headphones off. All right. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Flurry has adjusted to the apart, um, to the new place mm-hmm. very, very well. I mean, other than I was really surprised because I went to put her to the into the bathroom. I'm like, okay, I'll put her in here for 24 hours and mm-hmm. let her get used to the sounds and stuff like that. Shut the door and all I hear was like, oh my god. I just let her out and she just had a whole room whole thing for the house and she was perfectly fine. Aw, that's good. Yeah, because the only reason why I put, was going to put her in there because I took her over to, to um, Christian's house and she like to, like she froze and creeped out. The only thing I could think of is that everything smelled like like we had our furniture here and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And she she's like, oh, I can smell. I have my scent. I'm I'm okay, kind of thing. Yeah, that's the only thing I could think of because I mean she was just. <laughs> Totally fine. Other than she did tell me what her, she was not happy with me not being around and stuff like that because mm-hmm. she did poop in the dining room. <laughs> and well, I stepped in it and I was like, oh, 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 that's bad. Yeah, well, luckily enough, it was dried out. So I didn't, when I touched it, I'm like, what the hell are these balls underneath my feet? And I'm like, oh. 
It's not balls. Oh, well, at least it wasn't squishy okay. Yeah, it wasn't. But then I think she also get she got herself upset again or something, and she and she threw up. So I had to clean that up. <laughs> yeah, kitties, they're so much fun. Yeah, but she's doing. Other than that, she's doing really. She's been doing really well, a lot better than I expected. So. And how was Ulrich's first day of school? Oh, went for, went well from what from what he's told me. So I'm like, usually if something upsets him, he does tell me pretty much right away. And I got a phone call when I was going to pick him up because he was playing football, and he's like, "You can't pick me up until such and such time because I gotta go lift." Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, "Okay." I'm like, "Are you okay?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah," and just got me off the phone. So yeah, he was fine. <laughs> he's like, "Mom, I don't want to talk to you." I'm busy. I'm doing guy things. Leave me alone. Yeah, because I'm lifting. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, I'm yelling at him. I'm like, you do not lift it over your body weight. <laughs> I'm like, the, the the doctor said so. Nothing over body weight. That's cool. It's, yeah. So, yeah, because he hasn't hit that. Trisha? I thought it was just me for a second there. <laughs> I was going to say, Scott. Did I miss, am I missing everybody? There you Did are. Just oh, you're back. You're back. You said he hasn't hit that. And then you just totally went silent. Yeah. Trisha. Then we did it again. <laughs> okay. Oh, this dear. This will be fun. So can you hear the purr? I don't think so, She's no. purring right underneath my microphone, so. Trisha. You'll have to type to her, Scott. I can't type. I have a Oh, it's not up. Entirely, so you can just call her back probably if she's still there. Or she'll call us. Hang on, let's see. bouncing at me. Uh, she's typing. Yeah. Ah, it won't let her on. It says. Okay. Wonder if I can add her in. Um. Let's try that. Okay. If you, does it seem to be working, or should I try? Um. No. <laughs> I can't see through your head, kitty. <laughs> um, so those biter details. Huh. I tried it too, and it's not working. All right, I'm gonna hang up. Um. All right, try the whole yeah, thing try again. The whole thing again. Yeah. Well, it worked for me. Yeah. It seems and to be actually dialing her this dialing. time. Yeah. Hello. 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 <laughs> so, may I pry? Did you move in with Christian into another place, or did you just you and Ulrich move into a new place? We just moved, Ulrich and I just moved into a new place. Just because you wanted the different school district? Um, yeah, I wasn't happy with the school district. That... Oh, dear. And she's gone. Here we go again. We're going to call her Scott. <laughs> sure, with Christian and I, he'd be in the same school district. Ah, uh, okay. So it's kind of the, doing both. I mean, um, it's a lot larger school districts than... Than he was previous. Mm-hmm. I haven't been real happy with it. And so um, when I was going to do it, I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to do it, I'll, I'll wait until he gets into junior high. And with this school, um, they have three other elementary schools that go up to sixth grade. Mm-hmm. And then in seventh grade, they all come together into one, into one, into one building. Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't be considered, he would, yeah. It's a really so he's cool. not new. Uh, exactly. Everybody's new. Exactly. That's smart. So that's, so that's what I did. So I, I wanted to do it and is this in the same school district as a Christian too. So if you yes. do anything, I'm all ready to <laughs> You smart. I can be sometimes. It happens. Not all the time, but it does happen. Hey, that's good. 
I'm going to try to turn this up a bit. Baby, you're awfully antsy. Me? No, kitten. Mm. Every time I move, she's like, what? what? Because right. she wants to play, that's why. Oh, please, don't let her play while we're podcasting. I'll, I'll be bloody. Mm, she's in the sharp stage. Oh, God, is she sharp. I need to cut her nails really badly, but it's not something I can do by myself, and Mom won't be home until next Monday. Oh. So, part of the reason I've been a slug for two days. We tried to take a nap earlier. Mm. She slept, but I did not. Oh, she did. She doesn't know how to give a sleeping gas yet. No, she doesn't know how to give sleeping gas yet. Yeah, that's how. That's what we tell. That's what um, Arg and I say about Flurry. Because mm-hmm. there's times where she gets like, if you're laying down on the couch or something, she comes in, she lays on top of you, and then all of a sudden you find out you're asleep, and we blame it on her, and we say we give. She gives us sleeping gas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully she won't do that while we're podcasting because I don't want to be sleeping <laughs> guest on the podcast. I will never uh, live it down. Hey, we've all done it once or twice before. <laughs> I know I have. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, you're just good and don't snore. Yeah, I don't. At least I didn't notice I snored yet. I have almost fall, fallen out of my chair, so. <laughs> that would be a problem. Yeah, I was like, oh! So. Oh, God, I'm so sick of boxes. <laughs> that we is live- the downside to moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. boxes forever. Yeah, yeah, my ki- yeah. Well, my kitchen's not done, so I really can't put a lot of stuff out because my kitchen's not done. Mm. So I'm in, so I'm in a little bit of limbo there. So I have some stuff out that I can, but we can live with and and stuff. So. So what needs to be done in the kitchen? The whole thing. <laughs> like, are they gutting it and redoing it, or yeah, painting? they're gutting, they're gutting it and redoing it. Wow. Yeah. If it was ideally, I wouldn't. I had, I had to be out of my apartment by the end of this month, and I wanted to have something established so I can get him into the school district. Mm-hmm. So we moved it. I'm like, I have a refrigerator. I have, a, I have a sink, and I have, and I do have a stove, and I can use it. But pretty soon I'm not going to have a sink because the counter that has my sink in it is going to go away. (laughs) Well, Scott can tell you all about having to go to the bathroom to get water and stuff like that. So Mm, it works. Yeah. So I I mean, I I knew going, I knew going into it that it was going to happen, but uh, it's it's still sad. (laughs) Yeah. But you do what you have to do and it'll be cool once it's done. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm excited. So. Yeah, it was, um, yeah, right, and plus then on top of all this, I started a new job again, so. But you like this one, don't you, better? Yes, yes, very much so. Good. So, I, so I can't, I can't complain, it's been, it's, it's been pretty good so far. A lot more, a little, a little bit more interesting than, than what, than, definitely than the last job. (laughs) You just shake everything up. Oh yeah, when I do when I do it, I go full. I go full out. So mm-hmm. you, you I, I do know that, that about you. you no, know, I know that about you. <laughs> when I change the thing, I change everything. <laughs> yeah, well, that's how you roll. We know. Yeah, sometimes it doesn't work very well. So. <laughs> yeah, well, that works too. Live and learn, that kind of stuff. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. That's that's been. I mean, I've yeah. I've had a lot of stuff going on and. I'm just like, anymore. 
Jenny. Thank you. I'm going to have a real hard time reading the fic when the cat stands in front of my face. <laughs> oh, and I forgot. I hear it. We've got, uh, I'm in the living room, so we'll have the clock that'll chime. I was going to say, I'm, I was going to say, that was a big ding. Yeah, 6.30. So, I wish I wish it was six thirty. I uh, I've locked myself into the main house because I was hoping nobody would show up. I have unexpected guests sometimes, and it's mm. never fun when we're when we're podcasting. You you know your milkman. He's kind of like the milkman. Oh, so, I get rid of my milkman. I'm I'm away from him. Yeah, I haven't had that that luck yet. Well, I had to move away from mine, so. Mm-hmm. I. You know, fed the animals and watered things, and that's about all I've done for two days. I did pick some plums today, because Mom was like, you have to pick the plums. But <laughs> I went down there to pick the plums. I can't reach them. Mm. Normally, I pick her up in the tractor, but I can't even reach them from the tractor, so. Oh, wow. They're really a pie, then. I got a few, but I don't have them all by any means. I'm going to have to call Gavin and have him come and pick plums for me. Oh, he'll have fun up there. Yeah, he kind of likes doing that. And it's time to bring the chicken food up, so. Oh, my goodness. So you have been been a lazy Hufflepuff. I have been a lazy Hufflepuff. I have. So. Yeah, it happens every now and then. We might have have to revoke your Hufflepuff status. Oh, dear. I better get on the ball tomorrow. I'm going to make pepperoncinis at some point this week. (gasps) Oh, that's my favorite. Well, we don't have any idea what we're going to do with them, so maybe you'll have to send me your address and I'll send you some, because <laughs> I have a whole plant of them, and I'm like, uh, what am I supposed to do with these? Mom's like, pickle them. I said, but we don't eat pepperoncinis. Well, don't let them go to waste. They go, okay. <laughs> so we'll see how they turn out. They're red. Oh, so I they'll, never... they'll be a little spicier than the regular ones, I think, but the... They were too thin-walled. They weren't very thick yet before mm. they turned red, so we didn't want to pick I've them. Never, I never heard of red pepperoncinis. It's because they always pick them green, but if you leave them on the vine oh, long I'm, enough, they turn red. I never knew that. I don't so. think I even know what pepperoncinis are, so, you know. Mm. A nice spicy little... Um, they're not real no, spicy, I've... though. They're, they're mild spicy peppers, and you, like, bite the... The tip off and eat, and they pickle them. They, you have them a lot of times with sandwiches and stuff. They're pretty good. Oh, I always have them like in Greek salads and 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 stuff. Yeah, they're always nummy. Yeah, yeah. But I got at my new um, place of work. They there is a um, a Greek place, and I just fell in love with it because I don't have a Chipotle near me, which I'm really sad about. But this Greek place has just like taking place of my Chipotle and I'm just like, Oh my God, it is so good. <laughs> and go. the worst, and, but the worst thing is this whole, I mean, everywhere I go, there are restaurants everywhere for like a whole mile restaurants on both sides. Well, that's good. Um, that gives you choices. Oh yeah. But the thing is I can't afford all of them. That's true. That's true. Are you unpacking while you talk to us? Um, I was trying to put some stuff away. <laughs> I got I got space bags, and I'm trying to get rid of them. I mean, not get rid of them, but just because my bed is, like, completely covered with, with stuff. And I'm like, oh, I should put this away now. <laughs> so you can sleep tonight. Yes. Yeah, so I can sleep tonight. 
And we should probably start the stick so you can sleep tonight because it's going to be a long one. Okay, yes, have because to, I'll to jump around a bit. Yeah. I I like this fic and I don't like I, I don't know I I'm, I don't know what I'm about this fic. It's different. I like it that way because it's different. Mm-hmm. Are we starting from the beginning? Yeah, chapter one. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Chapter one. Chapters one through possibly seven. Yep, we'll go as far as we can go. Scott, is there anything uh, that's happening? Close for you. Put it away. Your life <laughs> that you have a burning desire to tell us before we start this. Um. Not particularly. We're starting rehearsals for the um, musical review show on Wednesday. It's a it's a sort of um, they've cobbled together a bunch of songs from the fifties through seventies and we're just having people come out and sing them. So like I get oh. to be one of the mamas and the papas for the one little section where we have a couple songs from them. Or um, there's songs from Oklahoma or um, I oh, think somebody's like- doing like Nat King Cole song or um, various different things. Mm, fun. I like the moms Last year the we did one that was um, explicitly show tunes, and this year they're doing one that's hit tunes so that they have a wider range of things they can pull from. Some of them are still show tunes, but not all of them. Very cool. That yeah, sounds nice. I like that. I'm I might be well. exhausted, but who knows? Once, uh, once we get into September, we might have to renegotiate our date. Or something, because okay. they're starting rehearsals on Mondays, although I don't think I have to show up for all of them. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah. And we only have this and I think one other fic, and then we're done for the season, so mm. we're getting close to the end. And with that, for whenever I get it done, this is episode 233 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Dirty awesome fun. Dirty awesome fun, that's us, man. There's something going on. I'm not Microsoft. <laughs> I wasn't snoring, was I? How much over love If I start snoring, let me know. Never mind, I'm not going there, I'm not going there. Oh, we're just having adventures. Yep. Adventure. Adventures are good. Good girl, not chocolate trousers. Straight Uber evil. How's that go <laughs> oh, I snorted so much yesterday, it was unreal. <laughs> same same time, same same channel. It's all snake all the time, Trisha. Wow, wow. I need to learn how to have a filter on my mouth. Holy oh, nice. shit! Oh, yes, Scott, they're there to talk about the sector. They're going to worry about homework Aww, later. <laughs> I swear, yeah. I read them for the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Sex and snow gags. Awkward. I'm so good at nightmares. <laughs> you always laugh before the end. I ought to think we please where the story lands. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly, the, uh, ooh, what's the word I want? Flagship and original? Flagship, there we go. Flagship, the original podcast of the family of podcasts that is Potterfic Weekly. And today we are, oh, I guess we should say, and I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And today we are 
starting to shape and change, or if you're me and can't read, to snape and change. <laughs> by it really is called to shape and change, but it features Snape heavily, so you know it works. It, it worked out by Blue Owl, and we are going to mm-hmm. attempt to do the first seven chapters tonight. And this is an interesting concept because you know we've seen time travel fix before where something went terribly wrong with the war and Harry had to go back in time or Hermione accidentally go back in time or um, they send all three of them back in time or it's Harry and Ginny or things like mm-hmm. that but this is the first one I've seen where it's a one of the professors and specifically Snape right so right it's kind of an interesting way of going about it and we get to see a Snape who is believably nicer to Harry because in his timeline, he finally managed to respect the probably 19, 18, 19-year-old Harry who mm-hmm. became incredibly powerful and then uh, gave up all his magic to power this spell that sends Snape back in time. So Right, because they were losing terribly in his timeline, so they're going to try to change this yeah. From what I understand, it was pretty much, I think it was like um, Harry was at least within his, tw- close to his, tw- like you said, maybe about tw- 19 or 20. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah. it's still the, still all the same characters have died. They still had um, the twins dying and, and stuff. So it's still all yeah. there. I think it's canon so, up mean, to basically book six. Horcruxes don't exist. Right. But. So... Snape opens his eyes and, you know, wonders if it worked and realizes that it has. Mm-hmm. It's the first day of August 1991. It had worked! Yay! He's back in his rooms at Hogwarts instead of in Spinner's End. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we know that they are taking some things from uh, the seventh book, it looks like. Cause wasn't that where we found out about Spinner's End, or was that book six? That's six because that's six because break yeah the breakable vowel. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess actually they they would have known about book seven things and are just choosing not to use them because this was started in two thousand ten. So some things from book seven may find their way in, but most of them aren't. Snape decides the best way to start changing things is to get involved with Harry as soon as possible. And the first place that he knows for sure he's going to be is when he comes to Diagon Alley to pick up his school supplies. Mm-hmm. So he's waiting. And he just happens to bump into Hagrid and this small boy uh, outside the potions uh, shop. Says, oh, by the way, Hagrid, why don't you go do that errand for Dumbledore and I'll take charge of Harry from here. And Hagrid's like, um, well, uh, I guess okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> if you insist. And so... He takes Harry around to get his school supplies and things. And they don't go mm-hmm. to the bank first, so Trisha, you're making a lot of noise. Sorry, I was taking my phone apart but because I'm ready to I'm on sixteen percent. I was gonna put it on my charger and it doesn't go on my charger thing. Uh oh. Oh, that's unfortunate. So he um he kinda loans Harry the money that he needs at first and so that kind of makes Harry feel good about him. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this guy mm-hmm. is not only a professor and stuff, but he's loaning me money. And 
That's and he gives him some good advice about the potions, supplies, and things like mm-hmm. your list will say get one of these kits and a pewter cauldron, but you really want twice as many of the things that are in the kit and uh, some other kind of cauldron because the pewter ones melt too easily. It's just that the the board of governors is cheap, <laughs> right? So they don't want everybody paying for uh, brass or copper cauldrons. And he wants him to have double the potions ingredients because that way if you make a mistake you're more likely to fix it rather than just going on because you don't have enough potions ingredients to fix it. Yeah. Or have to order it later on through Almal and all that other stuff too. Mm -hmm. And most likely they're probably having a sale right now because it's back to school. Right. So why not? And he convinces Harry to get a copper cauldron because um, those are the ones that are better for brewing more potent potions. And Harry's going to go for the brass one, which is more stable, because he's not sure how good he'll be. And Snape mentions, oh, well, your mother was quite good, so you have potential. And now he realizes that Snape knew his mother. And that's another point of connection for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he tells him a few little things about his mother, although it's he's still kind of not comfortable with that. Yeah, and then we kind of find out that in the future... Severus and Harry had put aside their animosity toward each other and had become good friends and were surprised when they discovered that Harry was quite talented in potions, not to mention magic in general, because, you know, before he had Snape kind of hounding him and stuff, and so he never did well in potions, but once that stopped happening, it turns out that he actually does have a talent for it. And Mm -hmm. then he's also, is he a mage? Yes. Is that basically what happens? The text reader did not read that word correctly. And this, yes. I haven't had a chance His to magic awakens look. when he's 19, apparently, and he's much more powerful than they were expecting. And mm-hmm. it comes up later in these chapters that he's currently a slumbering mage, which is apparently a thing in this universe. Yeah. Like a, a spell that checks his ancestry? Is that right. how it... Yes. And so... See, see, kind of like see what he's most adept to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it checks all so, for any family talents or things of that nature that he might have. It is not done anymore now because it kind of kind of puts like too much pressure on the kids to do certain things. And people started misusing it too. Like it, they'd do the spell, and if there wasn't anything remarkable about their child, they'd expose them or have them killed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so people now, it has this connotation of being only being used by the dark families because so many of them were terrible. <laughs> but um, the spell itself is fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just that it's got this bad reputation. And so Snape does this, and he also lets Harry know that he can talk to snakes, that he's a parcel mouth. And Harry talks about how, you know, he let the boa constrictor go. I helped it escape. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And so Snape takes him and gets him a snake because it can help him focus on his parcel magic. So that's one of the things that Snape wants to really uh, promote in this Harry is this parcel magic that they found out that he kind of has a talent for. And if he can start early, then he will, you know, of course, have better chance with it. So mm-hmm. that's what we're going to do. And that's something I've seen referenced in other fics where, um, you know, the parcel mouths can cast all sorts of healing spells because in actual world history, the Caduceus is a, 
a medical symbol and it's the staff with two snakes twined around it. So people have mm-hmm. taken that and used the legends that led to that and woven them into Harry Potter things. Yeah. I heard her say shit and then she disappeared. So we'll see if she comes back. <laughs> oh, boy. oh dear. It's going to be one of those nights. Yeah. It's kind of too bad she's recording from her phone. I, w- I was going to say she should try recording a track because having trouble with the garbledness mm-hmm. or just vanishing in the middle of a sentence and coming back. I'm back. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I told Scott I heard you go, shit, and then disappear. I'm like, uh-oh, something's wrong. <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw my Wi-Fi just go out, and I'm like, damn it, I know that's what happened. <laughs> mm. That's never fun. Are streaming yeah, right now in his room, so I have a feeling that's what it is. Oh, well, tell him no streaming during podcasting. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll survive. Yeah, we'll just deal. We'll just deal with it. We can deal until with it until I get everything really fixed up and running properly. I mean, part of the computer's up and running, but not really, and I'm having some troubles with that too. So. <laughs> We'll do what we have to do, and we'll just call you Scott. Yeah, I'm Scott for today. <laughs> okay, that works. I don't know who that makes me, but oh well. <laughs> you can be Trisha. There we go. We're going to just change identities. Hey, it won't be the first time. Mm-hmm. Well, I did go walking yesterday. It doesn't quite count as running, but you know. Well, you've been doing as much as I have. I haven't been able to run late. I, I haven't ran all summer, only because I ha- I I have an, an Achilles problem, and it starts oh, to hurt. Yeah, that's no fun. Those yeah. Achilles are terrible, terrible, terrible. It, yeah, I I was on I was doing physical therapy for a while, and then I changed. Ins- I've been changing insurance, like I've been changing underwear. So. <laughs> You are really, yeah, doing all the changes. You're just change, change, change. Yeah. So I got a, I have a, I have a 10K coming up, and I'm like, I'm not even close to being ready for it. And I, and I sat there and I thought about it. I go, worst case scenario, I'll walk the darn thing. But I've been walking a lot at work and and stuff, and so you'll figure like, it out. Yeah, I, I know I can make it. It won't be my best time. I know I'm already. I'm already okay, okay with that. I can just walk the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, at least you're going to try it. So that's cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll do it because I spent money for it. I'm, I will finish it. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I signed up for races because I'm like, I put good money for it. I'm going to use it. I'm going to do it. There you go. Unless I'm like almost dying, then I, I won't do it then. But Yeah, that makes sense. We find out that Snape knows that, so everybody in the past has associated the parcel tongue ability with Voldemort. And mm-hmm. Snape says that's not what it's from. You get this, you don't get the ability from the Dark Lord, like people believe. It comes from your family line. Yeah, and, so this is where it deviate, deviates from canon. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think Joe even said that once the Horcrux was banished from him he could not speak parcel tongue anymore right Mm -hmm. but in this case because he's cast this legacy spell he can see things like that and he realizes it's come from like both lily and james had the recessive gene for it Mm -hmm. or something of that nature and now harry caught the the whole thing and harry figures that out as well because he's watched genetics programs on the telly apparently yeah well (laughs) 
at least his aunt Petunia has, and he's kind of paid attention to it when she's watched them. So, mm-hmm. And before they can head off to get their snake, um, he has to go hide in a corner of the potion shop because Lucius Malfoy shows up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that, you know, Snape tells him to go and he'll come back for him and Harry listens, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, he t- definitely changes his tone from what he's been using mm-hmm. recently. So, you know. Yeah. And Harry hears their whole conversation. Snape says, you know, he's a very dangerous man. If you meet up with him some other time, just be polite and um, courteous. But if you can, try and stay away from him. Um, yeah. And we find out that exotic pets are allowed if approved by the head of ha- by a head of house. And since Snape is a head of house, they can get him a snake. The story that we I'm editing right now, so the accidental animagus story, the premise in that one is that the owl, toad, or cat are like big animals. And so you are approved, you can have one of those, but you can have small animals like the rat or the spider, the tarantula, or mm. things like that because they're just little animals. And so there's probably a lot more animals running around Hogwarts than we know about. Okay. So that's a possibility too. That I don't see how a toad is really that big, but hey, that's just me. Well, yeah. And you know, the, um, cause I never think of Trevor as being big, but if you look at the toad choir in the movies, they're huge. So it just kind of depends on... I mean, I've seen big toads, though, too, so... hmm I mean, he's always spitting in Neville's pocket, and the pocket's not that large. Right, and he's but, always... Unless they have that, like, in, uh, expansion pocket thing, like Hermione's purse, but mm-hmm. that's something. Yeah, well, and he wouldn't be able to disappear as quickly if he was Is big. That part. Yeah. yeah. So, I like it. So Harry goes in and starts uh, talking to snakes... And he finds one that he likes. And Severus gets him the snake uh, without letting the shopkeeper know that Harry has spoken to her and, and found out about her. Yeah, so. he doesn't He doesn't want to go through the um, notoriety of a student buying a snake. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't need to publicize it even more because it does have a stigma to it. Right. Yeah. So this is Coral, the magical coral snake. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that as a coral snake, she's going to be very venomous. So yes, he has apparently. to put a charm on her. Yeah. He's cast an intention charm on her so that she only releases her venom when she's actually intending to kill whatever she bites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she wraps her, she's about 10 inches long. She wraps herself around his arm and hangs on. So there you go. And the, he wants to know, Harry wants to know who teaches potions. Uh, Snape's like, ah, oh, that'd be me. <laughs> You're the prof- potions professor? <laughs> oh, dear. And so Snape says, you know, I don't suffer fools in my class. You need to read your books and know what's going on. And, you know, I'll give you a parcel magic book, too, when I take you back to the Dursleys so that you have something else to read. But you need to come to my class prepared, and you should always read one chapter ahead so that you are well prepared when you come to my class. Or any class. That's really a good thing for any class, truthfully. Mm-hmm. Right. Doesn't mean you have to understand it, but you just read ahead, and you kind of get an understanding, and you get a better understanding once you get, get it to class. Right. And if you have questions, then you already have an idea of the questions you're going to have as well. Exactly. 
Yeah. <laughs> and Harry has also picked himself up an in-depth beginner's guide to um, what the various ingredients do and how they interact with each other and such. So, which would be a handy thing to have on the actual book list, but oh well. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, I mean, the, everybody's getting there, especially a first year, you're getting so much new stuff. Can you just imagine? I mean, I know, heck, I mean, I know all we're going into seventh grade and the how much I had to pay just just for his supplies alone. And I was just like, you're kidding me. Mm-hmm. I had, and then I find out I had to get him a uniform for for gym costs. I'm like, are you kidding me? More money coming out. Holy crap. Yeah, it gets expensive when you're doing and, you know, now with the way that the funding is, we provide so much stuff for the schools just because there's not mm-hmm. as much. And there's this phone, the clock's going to go off any second. And also the, you know, sometimes you're helping out people that can't afford it as well. So, yeah, I mean, I was, I was at, I was at a, um, a supply store and I ran into some other parents there and they had a child that was that's already been through seventh grade and they're buying supplies for their son and they just i'm like okay i gotta find this calculator they're like get the better calculator i'm like really they're they're like yeah because he's he'll use it next year and you might as well just buy it now and it's done so you don't have to pay for two calculators Mm -hmm. one for this thing and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) but it's smart (sighs) baby you hurt me. <laughs> Ouch. I should have brought the uh, squirt bottle over here with me. Cause she's getting rambunctious. And if all of a sudden you guys can't hear me, tell me because she's playing with the mute button. Ah, that could be interesting. Yeah, I don't know that it'll, she can actually turn it off, but she's found that part of my headset and she is batting it all over the place. No. I miss Flory being not rambunctious. Can I have this? Because you're pulling my head down. Thank you. <laughs> we thought Alex was bad. Not really? Well, Alex Alex tends to get tangled in my headset and pull it off my head, as mm. opposed to the kitten who is just playing with it and yanking it off of me. Now she's got her ball, so she, maybe she'll entertain herself for a bit. So they go into Mr. Ollivander's for a wand, and Snape has him get two holsters, which I like. I like it when they prepare Harry for things and he has a holster. That just seems like a smart thing to have. Oh, yeah. And it's, uh, you know what, I like this Snape only because, I mean, he's still his snarky Mm -hmm. self and stuff. I mean, he's not totally out of care. He's not totally out of character. Mm -mm. But... He he! I like him as as the mentor. It's 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 just very nice. Yep. Here goes the clock. Yeah, Snape as a mentor can be a really good story, and I liked this story. Mm-hmm. So I know Melinda's been looking for a Snape story. I don't know if we sent her this one or not. We'll have to. I'll have to check in with her. Here, play with that. I like that he is uh, patient. Harry's starting to feel a little. Freaked out about the fact that he's having trouble coming up with a wand that fits him. Mm-hmm. But Snape just takes it all in stride and, and uh, you know, lets him know some wizards take longer than others. So it's okay. And they yes. finally find the wand. <laughs> and I love Harry. That man's creepy. <laughs> Quite. Says Severus. <laughs> yeah, he is. 
Yeah, he interrupts Mr. Ollivander before he can do his uh, little jump scare thing at the beginning. But. Mm-hmm. And they go in and get his money and Grigots. Hi, Fred. Mm-hmm. Fred calling you from the grave. Fred's calling from the grave. It's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> Not that Fred. Oh, okay, good. I'm trying to help myself. <laughs> so Harry pays Snape back and wants to actually uh, give him interest because apparently this Harry knows about interest, but Snape won't let him do that. And well, he, I mean, it's every one thing paying interest if you're like a month later. Mm-hmm. This is like within a couple hours. Yeah. Really, Harry? Yeah. I'm pretty sure there hasn't had been time for much interest to accrue. Yeah, exactly. But, and, and, but, and again, Snape has good advice. These are goblins. Be polite. Be respectful. Don't brown nose. And so... That's, you know, and that's... And it gets him to take him to his main vault as well as the trust vault because there is at least one thing in there he can access before he's 17, which turns out to be Lily's wand. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why he had him get two wand holsters. And when he comes out and finds the box, or he finds the box and comes out and the vault closes behind him and he's like, well, you know, is there other stuff I can get? And Snape's like, no, because... If there was more stuff, the vault wouldn't have closed. It's like, oh, all right. <laughs> yeah. And Severus has decided he, he's be- become uh, Harry's personal dietitian now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got him on a nutrient potions regimen to uh, build him back up to whatever he was supposed to have had. Right, because one of the things that they realized in the past was that Harry being starved all those years actually affected his magic and he didn't develop as well as he could have because he didn't have the right nutrition. So Snape is going to have a talk with the Dursleys and he is also going to make sure that Harry gets all the nutrition he needs. Snape's trying to figure out what he can do to the Dursleys as he's Mm -hmm. heading up there. He wants to have a private chat with them and you know, maybe and he Harry could... asks him not to hurt them. Yeah. Which surprises him a little bit, but he's like, well, I'll do my best. Yeah. And he even says, please. But it's really funny because Snape's trying to figure out what he can get away with. He's like, hmm, maybe a flatulent hex. They'll just fart constantly. That'll be great. <laughs> and, and any gas medicine that he takes is going to, you know, make it worse. And, and stuff like that. I think it's funny. That's a great... Mm. That one is not factoring in that Harry still has to live here. <laughs> That's true. That is very true. He didn't think about that. <laughs> but. But he says he will try not to hurt them and rings the doorbell. And Petunia immediately recognizes him. Of mm-hmm. Yeah. And Vernon's like, who's at the door? And it's a boy in one of them. And they kind of block the door. And Snape's like, uh, are you going to let us in or do you want everybody to see? And like, yeah, okay, we'll have to go in. And so Harry heads upstairs because Snape's going to talk to them on his own. Yeah. And Snape fixes Dudley's tail, takes it away. So he's sort of kind of in their good graces. And he basic- yeah, basically lays down the law. You can have him do chores for, I think it's three hours. You will feed him complete meals. And you need to be responsible adults. You don't have to be kind, but you have to be responsible. So, mm-hmm. and if you don't, yeah. 
you will hear from me, and you will not like hearing from me. I have ways of knowing whether you've done what I've said or not. (laughs) (laughs) And he limits them to three hours a week, which is seems a little bit low for even just regular tours to me. But oh, uh, is it three hours a week? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is. I I remember. Yeah, that seems a little. That seems a little. Yeah. Sorry. But I guess for this particular few months anyway he's giving harry lots of time to um, rest up and redevelop and stuff i don't know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you know she says well we tried to let him go into the bedroom when he first came here but all he wanted was the closet and snape's like did you consider you know kind of why he was doing that or did you just go okay cool we'll lock him in the closet because you know he had a traumatic experience before he came here and most small children are going to look for a small space somewhere that they can hide. Yeah. And they're like, oh, we didn't think of that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It's People an interesting reasoning for having him in there in the first place, though. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen many fics that actually address that beyond the, oh, the Dursleys are just mean and decide to do that. Right. Um, and so he goes upstairs after having this heart-to-heart and... Yeah, and he the last thing he does, actually, is get rid of Dudley's tail. Mm-hmm. And then he leaves. And he <laughs> says, if, if, you, if you don't do what I've said regarding Mr. Potter, I'll put the tail back and uh, worse. And maybe some so. more. And then when he gets upstairs, Harry has Hedwig. Mm-hmm. And Snape's like, hmm, problem. Hagrid has sent her along because he wanted to get Harry a present. And, uh, and then they're like, wait a second, can I have two pets? He said, well, we don't know for sure. I will talk to the headmaster about it and give him my reasons for allowing you the snake, and he'll probably say yes. He's a nice guy, Mm -hmm. but if not, we'll figure out something else. Hedwig's not really a pet, per se. Right. I mean, she's a worker. She's not the kind of pet that hangs around with him all the time, like Mm -hmm. scabbers or crookshanks. She provides a service. Right. But she's, you know, on the list of things you can have, and the snake's not. But Dumbledore's going to let him have both of them anyhow, because that's just the kind of person Dumbledore is, so it's not something we actually have to worry about. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's Harry Potter, too, so. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, he keeps both. <laughs> Spoiler alert, there you go. you got to have Hedwig. You have to have Hedwig. I know! <laughs> so, and that's when he tells Harry about the potions he's going to be sending along. And... Mm-hmm. That. He can even read up on two of them in his school book. Mm-hmm. One of them's a little too advanced for that, but yeah. And apparently, they've caught him in time so that his poor nutrition up to this point won't affect his magic. As long as he gets it under control now, mm-hmm. so he's going to be taking his potions and eating his fillet meals and so on. Then Snape wants to know how much Hagrid told him about the Dark Lord, and. Snape says, well, he's not dead, and finds out that Hagrid doesn't think so either, and that there are people that still kind of follow him, like Lucius. We find out about Lucius more. Mm-hmm. So, And Harry's wondering, even if Lucius is one of these people, what could he have done um, if he'd spotted him there in the middle of the alley? And he says he wouldn't have necessarily done anything, but Snape didn't want him to see them together, because he's also Draco's godfather. So... Is he Draco's godfather in canon, too? He is. I believe so. I don't know. I'm not sure when we find that out, if so. I've seen it in fix a lot, but yeah. I don't know. Seems like he is. 
But maybe it's just because of fix. I don't, I don't know either. I think it's just because it's a fix. I mean, he did take the unbreakable vow with her. It's just to protect him. But it never says because he is your godson and stuff. We don't the, get a lot of them just interacting together. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it has to be something Terry sees most of the time. Let's see if the wiki thing says anything about it. And the thing is, I don't think it, that's more... I think godparents is not much of a, a wizard thing that it is a muggle thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even to that, I'm not sure whether... I think this came up as a thing in fix before we knew that Snape wasn't pure blood, And I'm not sure that the Malfoys would necessarily have a half-blood be godfather to their son. Although True. he probably would yeah. he would have been Ocean's Professor already by then, so it's possible. It says that um, he's not, that it's uh, plotline in fanfic, so it's become fanon but not canon on this uh-huh. this page that I found. So I guess yeah. not. Lucius was one of the ones who kind of got him into being in the Death Eaters, but mm-hmm. that's really about it. Yeah. Oh, there you go. The more you know. The more we know. Also, the reason he's asking, he's talking to Harry about the uh, Dark Lord and so, so on, is he wants to give him a protection necklace, mm-hmm. which is basically a proximity alarm. It'll tell Snape if Harry's in danger of something and let him know where he is. Right. So he's giving him a GPS anklet. <laughs> <laughs> One that nobody else can see and nobody can take off of him. Or, you know, strangle him with or whatever else. So, you know, these magical yeah. necklaces are kind of cool. Yeah, yeah really. Once Harry's done the clasp up, he's the only one who can move it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he also suggests that Harry practice writing with a quill because he's aware that Muggleborn students are usually bad at that. And he's going to dock points if, it's, if his essays aren't readable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then Harry wants to know what the grading scale is. Troll, dreadful, poor, acceptable, exceeds expectations, and outstanding. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And he also does a general repair charm on the room. Mm-hmm. So everything is pretty much as the Dursleys left it, but the bed actually has four working legs and uh, little extra things like that. Yeah, the mattress is a little bit nicer, and the chairs are better and stuff. A bit fluffier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like the line. The room is still bleak, but it's no longer pathetic. <laughs> yeah. And Harry tells him that's the most wicked thing he's ever seen, and Snape tells him he's gushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're gushing again, Mr. Potter. Don't gush. He gives him the ticket. And he tells him how to get on the platform. Yay, Snape. Not like Hagrid. Who's One up on Hagrid. Yep. <laughs> Here's your ticket. Figure it out yourself, kid. I shouldn't have said that. Oh. And well, Hagrid has <laughs> never had to come in that way. He probably didn't consider it. Well, he would have had to have come in that way when he was a kid, wouldn't he? Well, he's part giant and part wizard, so not necessarily. Mm, that's true. And he would have probably been with somebody that knew. And so he would just assume that everybody would know kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you live someplace for so long and someone comes in and they're driving and you forget to tell them the turn and you're like, why didn't you turn there? <laughs> I don't know. Well, because I didn't know that was the turn. <laughs> yeah. He heads back to school where he has to face the repercussions of taking over in Diagon Alley and explain to Albus 
what he's up to. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he first gets a house help to send off Harry's three potions and his note for the yep. first dose. Then goes up to see the headmaster. And he's really tempted to take a lemon drop just because he hasn't been offered one since the Albus died in his timeline. But he realizes that would be terribly out of character for him at this point, so he doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it really kind of gives him a turn to walk in and see Albus alive. He's got to really settle himself and you know, before he starts in on this. So that's kind of cool, too. So then he explains that he went to Diagon Alley because he was curious to find out about Harry. And the story is that he was just going to see um, what his attitude was like. And, you know, he was expecting him to be exactly like James Potter, etc. But then he saw um, the way he was clothed and so on and and got mad. (laughs) And his uh, physical condition. So, you know, he says... Mm -hmm. He's underweight and clothed in ragged clothes that are three sizes too big for him. And Dumbledore's eyes widen. So I thought it would be best to take over and find out what was going on. Yeah. And he explains that he's started him on this potions regimen. And he mm-hmm. says, next year at this time, I wouldn't have been able to repair it. Yeah. Albus is surprised and sad, guilty yeah. about the whole thing. And explains that... Snape says he's already had a small discussion with the Dursleys, Mm -hmm. and he'll be sleeping in a real bed from now on, and that's just the last straw for Dumbledore. (laughs) Yeah, he's been sleeping in the cupboard for the last ten years. Albus is mad. (laughs) Yeah, he has a bout of uncontrolled magic that, you know, tears apart his office. Things are banging and crashing and fluttering. And And Snape's like, oops, I forgot he could do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's right. He is a very powerful magician. Is that right? Wizard. And he can be kind of scary if he needs to. Mm -hmm. But he says mentally, Harry's a very sound young boy. And he also mentions that he found out he was a parcel mouth. Mm -hmm. Which is a complete shock to Albus. Yeah. And uh, so he sort of has to derail that a little bit and explains that Harry was very interested in the idea of parcel magic and being able to protect people and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's not a little monster. bit of a relief. Yeah. Yeah. And then he has to explain that he got him a snake and then Hagrid got him an owl. And can he please have permission to have both? Yeah. And he says, well, I see no harm in making that exception as long as he agrees to learn the parcel magic and... Um, the board will probably find that an interesting thing as well, so it should be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Dumbledore says, you know, I applaud your self-control. I don't know what I would have done to the Dursleys. And Snape says, well, Harry asked me not to hurt them, and he even said please. And Albus is just like, wow, he's a remarkable child. Mm-hmm. And then he wants to know, what does he really think about him? How is he going to do in this term. And Snape just says, he has great potential. Yeah. And we move on to chapter three, tasks. Mm -hmm. And Snape has a few tasks he needs to do. And the first one is going to the room of requirement and destroying the vanishing cabinet. Because Mm -hmm. in this... Death aren't getting in that way. (laughs) Yeah. And in this universe, it was... You know, much worse than canon because lots of Death Eaters stormed Hogwarts and 
basically they destroyed, you know, they killed all the students that they came across and Phileas. Yeah. And um, Severus wasn't, there was no unbreakable vow, it sounds like, in this mm-hmm. one, because Severus wasn't the one to kill Dumbledore. He just, he ended up getting his cover blown when all the Death Eaters were coming in. So he and Phileas were fighting for a bit, and then Phileas gets killed, and eventually um, Voldemort and Dumbledore have a duel in the Great Hall. And um, and that's when Albus dies, I think. Or no, actually not true. So there's a big explosion, and... Um, Severus passes out, but then he learned from Albus the next day that Hogwarts has been leveled, or several days later. So we don't find out at this point how Dumbledore died, but it's not at Hogwarts, because there is no more Hogwarts. I also have to say, I kind of like that this is a reasonable Dumbledore in this one, Mm -hmm. because a lot of the time travel fix and the the like are um, having him be a, you know chess master the whole time and things like that mm-hmm. and as the the author said at the end of the last chapter i think it's kind of gotten a bit old so they want to do the the human infallible dumbledore as opposed to the um, evil mastermind right so we shift scenes back to harry who is practicing with his quill mm, his stubborn quill because it's not obeying mm. his commands and leaving ink blots all over the parchment, <sighs> he says. But he's practicing. Yeah, got to get better, I guess. Mm-hmm. I kind of wonder what it would be like trying to write with one of those. I don't know how I would do. But. Yeah, it's kind of like a calligraphy pen, so it's not totally hard. But you know, it's something that you have to practice. I'm sure. Yeah. So he's working on it. He's enjoying his potion book. It's a lot like a cookbook. So he's. Uh, he's having a great time, you know, finding out what ingredients do and what, how they brew together and, and all that stuff. And he's wondering if it might be able to incorporate cooking and brewing and make some, you know, magnificent meal, but he'll have to wait and talk to Professor Snape about that later. And he's got a caring for serpents and a controlling your inner magic. And Coral laughs at some of the things in the serpent book. Mm hmm. It's handy to have a snake talk to you and tell you what it actually wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she thinks it's really funny that people think they know what snakes want because they're not even close. And he also likes Defense Against the Dark Arts and Transfiguration, but he doesn't want to transfigure animals. He doesn't think that would be good. Yeah, he's not so sure about that because it seems like you have an animal and you're doing something to it then. And then he gets an owl and yes. it's more potions and the parcel magic book. Yeah, this is... This is a bit of a flashback, it looks like. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I think this is the first uh, set of potions that he got, because it's got the directions about. So you're going to drink the blue fat flask, and then... Oh, I see what's happening. after the red, what's... Okay. He's reading his parcel magic book, and then he gets today's batch of potions... And that reminds him of the letter he got with the first first batch of potions, which brought the book. That on, makes sense. Um, on August 1st. Yeah. Right. So you're always going to drink the red one first, and then you're going to drink the blue one, and then you uh, drink the last one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't have a color added with it, but the they've got the absorbance potion, which uh, makes it easier 
to taking nourishment from both from food and other potions. Mm-hmm. So you take that one first, and then you take the nourishment potion, and then a utilization potion, which is mostly for muscle growth and magic flow, apparently. Yeah. And so. Snape's put a stasis spell on them, but it it expires as soon as someone touches the flask, which is why he wants him to drink Make them immediately. Right away. And then he's got to practice some more with his quill. So he's trying to write to Professor Snape with the quill and ink. And he does okay, but, it, you know, some lines are darker, some lines are smeared. And yes. He's, Blue owls done some neat little things with when you're reading it as opposed to listening to it. Some of the letters are bold and some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, can sort of see where the, the splots are. <laughs> no idea about, so that's kind of fun to see. Yeah. I have discovered, by the way, that uh, Blue Owl is a girl. Oh, good. Because she's actually published a a book on Kindle and told you how to find it, so I managed to track her down. Oh, fun. Yeah. I might have to check that out. So then we change scenes, and Severus is actually brewing one of the utilization potions and trying to figure out what to do with his free time. Yeah. Because he doesn't know, should he start right in on trying to get serious blackout because you know he knows that he's an innocent man but then Mm -hmm. that's going to be kind of awkward to do and not blow everything wide open and uh, how does he know this Mm -hmm. and it might be make things more awkward with harry too because it's obvious that they don't really get along but then he can't exactly just let Pettigrew hang around and not do anything about it and so he's trying to think about what to do about that and then he realized wait a second there's something earlier than that that I haven't thought about, and that's Quirrell. <laughs> yeah. He, he only has a few weeks until Quirrell comes back from his Albanian vacation. and uh, yeah. Keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. That's a good philosophy. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess technically Quirrell's back from Albania already because Harry met him in the cauldron, but uh, mm-hmm. he's not back at the castle. Yeah, so he goes to a heads of house annual meeting. And it's just for the heads of house and Dumbledore. So the other teachers aren't supposed to, you know, don't know about it. And Silius is missing the kids. It's just too quiet without the children there. And, and Severus sort of, hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's not so sure about that. He kind of likes the quiet. But. Yeah. And he's He used to really care about Quidditch and beating McGonagall's. Gryffindors and stuff like that, but now he doesn't even care. Yeah. And he's not really sure what to do about that. He says, well, yeah, the Gryffindors are have a good chance. Same as Hufflepuff or Ravenclaw. And then Dumbledore comes in and they start off the meeting. And Madam Hooch has once again requested funds for new brooms, but it's probably going to be denied by the board again. Of course. And Severus has a few extra suggestions about this, the protections for the stone. Because he's thinking, you know, why should we put it in the third floor just because it happens to be empty? We should put it somewhere closer to where we're going to be all the time, maybe even in the headmaster's tower. Yeah. It'll be better protected that way. And why don't we pretend like we put it over in the other place so that we're the only four or five people that know this, so that if somebody does come after it, they won't find it. Smart here. This is good Mm -hmm. planning. And hey, maybe we should put an age line at the entrance just so the students definitely can't get in. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, because, you know, these things happen. It's a school, and if you tell them not to go there, that's where they're going to go, especially the Weasley twins. Mm -hmm. 
And Professor Sprout comes up with, why don't we just put it under the Vidalius if we're putting it in the office? Mm-hmm. And Albus thinks that should be a great idea. I'll have to check with Nicholas, because obviously it's his, but yeah. should work quite well. And then they talk a little bit about Harry coming in, and mm-hmm. that Minerva and was right, and Dumbledore should have listened to her, but the situation has been taken care of. Yeah. Minerva's going to have some things to say afterwards, I'm sure. Yeah. And they ask Snape what he's like, and he says, well, he seems to have potential. You know, he's shown interest in potions, and Minerva says, oh, well, yeah, of course, you just probably told him all the potions things. Mm-hmm. No, I merely told him his mother had talent in it. Yeah, and he keeps saying, he has potential. <laughs> and then they explain about the uh, coral snake and parcel magic. Right, and the fact that he both has the snake and the owl. Yeah. So. And Albus gives his explanation about the, being a parcel moth from the killing curse, because that's how he figures it must have worked. And Severus decides it's not important enough to... And tell them they're wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And Minerva's a little uh, surprised that Snape sent the Art of Parcel to Harry because he guards that book quite mm-hmm. quite a bit. So mm-hmm. it's going to be an and interesting And then we move year. on to Chapter 4. Better be Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had no memory of that. So that was that- quite interesting to me. I see the Hufflepuff in this Terry. I mm-hmm. do see it a lot. But it's just so go against the grain. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're expecting, if he's going to be um, influenced by it at all, because he's met with Snape, maybe he'll go into Slytherin. Right. Because he knows Snape right. is head of Slytherin. But it turns out what he's been influenced to is working hard on getting his handwriting correct and reading up on parcel magic and all of these things, and so they decide to put him in Hufflepuff. Yes. But we have jumped way ahead of ourselves here, and we start with him on the train, and Neville coming in and saying, have you seen a toad? And Coral saying, it's in his pocket. (laughs) Yeah, I can taste it from here. And so... Coral's like, maybe I should shut up and I can just eat him. Yeah. <laughs> so we have Neville and Harry bonding instead of Neville or Harry and Ron, mm-hmm. because Harry's got there early, so he's one of the first ones that Neville checks with about his mm-hmm. toad. And so he says, "You know, Coral t- told me where she is. She's going to help me parcel magic." <laughs> I'm sorry, the kitten has the kitten crazy. She's like running around the room, just absolutely insane. <laughs> <gasps> Whee! Mine's beside me. She decided she needed a cuddle. Uh, I hope she comes to cuddle before she like climbs up my body and makes me scream. Mm. Uh, so, and Harry has nice things to say about Snape, which kind of freaks Neville out because Neville has heard only the bad things about Snape. And Harry says, "Well, you know, he is going to be strict, so you have to be prepared. But if you're prepared, then it'll be okay." So I like this just because I really like Neville. So I like the leg up that this gives Neville as well as Harry. I mean, Snape's mm-hmm. giving Harry the leg up, but it's also, you know, giving this to Neville, which is really kind of cool. Yeah. Harry's a good kid, so he passes it on. Mm-hmm. And uh, Neville's a little bit shocked, both that this is Harry Potter and that there's a snake. But uh, he manages to pull himself together about that. 
Mm-hmm. And Coral says that she can smell Neville's magic and that it's really strong. And so that gives Neville the boost, too, because it's that thing of, it's like we're, I was in the podcast that I was editing, the one thing that that Harry has really going for him is no one's ever told him he can't. So he doesn't know what he can and can't do, so he just does things because nobody's ever said, well, you can't do this magically. Yeah. And hey, it's magic. It can do whatever. I can do whatever. And so it's kind of the same thing. Neville right. always believed that his magic isn't strong because his magic took so long to come out. Yet here's the snake saying, I can smell your magic and it's really strong. So that's going to boost Neville and allow him to do more things because he's going to believe, oh, hey, my magic's strong. I can do more things. I, I think that's really cool, too. Yeah. And they have a bit of a conversation about the houses and um, Voldemort. Harry doesn't see the point of calling him, you know, who. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, you know, he wouldn't mind being in Slytherin because he knows he'll learn stuff from Professor Snape, but it doesn't really matter to him which house he's in. Mm-hmm. Right. Which is the difference between here and canon because in canon he'd already been told by Hagrid and Ron that Slytherin is a bad place. You know, you don't want to mm-hmm. go there. And, and he had a poor experience with Draco in Diagon right. Alley, which he didn't have here because they went to places in different order. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, you know, Draco reminds him of Dudley, and that's mm-hmm. why he really doesn't like him. And in this, Snape has said, Draco's my godson, so, you know, don't be nice to him for my sake necessarily, but don't shun him and don't whatever. Mm-hmm. Just Well, he doesn't have as much of a reason to think, oh, it's that boy again, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So here and comes then, Draco. Speaking yes. of Draco. And he shows up as Harry is speaking Parseltongue, healing uh, Neville's bruise. Mm-hmm. To try out his parcel magic. And so he just comes in and is rather shocked instead of being smarmy at all. Mm-hmm. And he says, oh, wicked, you've got a snake. You'll definitely be in Slytherin. And <laughs> introduces himself. And Harry's like, those two don't have first names? Oh, yeah, from Vincent Gregory, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not the way Draco does things. So Harry and Neville both introduce themselves, and, you know, Draco's disparaging of Neville, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have the animosity that he has with Ron either. Right. So we don't get that little comment where, you know, Draco's disparaging Harry's first friend. Um, yeah, and Draco sees that Harry's been... Uh, reading ahead, and he says, yeah, my father's had me reading ahead, too, so... Yeah, and, you know, I've got a few chapters into all the books, and Harry says, well, yeah, I started reading when I got back from Diagon Alley, so, you know... Draco says, you know, there's people who work and people who follow and people who lead, and Harry feels that that's something that he's heard probably from his father a lot. Yeah, oh, well, I want to be a person who works then, because I Mm -hmm. want to help people. And that is not the reaction that Draco is used to. No. You should be a leader. Yeah, that's it. Who cares? I don't want to lead. Not really. Mm -hmm. And he says, I'm just a first year who wants to learn magic like you are. And and so Draco's impressed by him. And he says, you know what? I like you. Even if you don't get in Slytherin, we should be friends. Yeah. And And then they decide it's time to change because it's getting close to the time that they're going to arrive. So... They all have to leave because their clothes are still in their other compartment. Yeah. And Harry admits to Neville that Professor Snape told him to stay away from Draco's father. Mm -hmm. But, you know, 
Draco's a little stiff and kind of stuffy, but he's not so bad necessarily. Yeah. Um, and Neville says, yeah, Gran says that Malfoy Sr. is a very bad man, so we need to be careful. Yeah. And Harry says, okay, and, we'll watch each other's backs. Yeah. And that gives Neville pride. And then they arrive at Hogwarts. Yay! Yay! And of course, people are staring at him. And then somebody says, hey, I heard you have a pet snake. All the boys want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it ends up that Neville and Crabbe and Goyle are sort of flanking him and trying to uh, give him a little space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Neville he steps be crowded right up, so much. Though, to protect him without thinking. So that's really cool. Yeah. And of course, Hermione's like, um, you're not allowed to have a snake. And Harry's like, I got permission. As long as you get permission, it's okay. So then she has to go look it up. Yeah. Because she's Hermione. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, she doesn't actually say you're not allowed. She says, I thought only cats, owls, and toads were allowed. Mm-hmm. How come? Yeah, he says, I can get permission for that. And then Severus is somewhat um, annoyed that already everybody knows he's got a snake and does parcel magic. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently word spreads on the train. <laughs> yep. Because the, the, prefect. the Slytherin prefect came and reported it to him. Because mm-hmm. this is a bit of useful information. Um, and uh, Snape says, yes, that is that rumor is true. And I actually gave him permission for that snake. And it's fine. If anyone has questions, we'll discuss it in the common room tonight. We have Neville. And Neville goes into Hufflepuff. Which is where most people thought Neville what? should have got anyhow. Yeah. So that's interesting. And... Severus is a little confused because Neville should have gone into Gryffindor, so the timeline's already a changing. Mm-hmm. Because we- Neville's, we had the the moment where Harry said we'll have to watch each other's backs. Um, he said, "This is Neville deciding. Yep, he's going to be loyal to this kid, mm-hmm. whatever happens." And so that's um, a little bit closer to the surface when he comes to the sorting. Yeah, and, Hermione- and then we get to Harry. Mm-hmm. And I and, I like this. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I always love things with hat anyhow, because I'm a hat kind of girl. No. I know. Silly. And Harry's like, oh, um, just look around, I guess. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I mean, it's my head. <laughs> yeah. Hmm, let me see. And then he's like, ooh, the legacy spell. Severus Snape did that to you? Ooh, that's not good. No, I don't want to get him in trouble. Oh, that's all right. It's a forbidden spell, though, you know. And so he tells them a little bit about this. So this sorting is taking forever. Yeah, they're having a whole conversation. Mm-hmm. And Pat's finally like, well, I'm having some trouble deciding. Get up and pace for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dumbledore, <laughs> Dumbledore <doesn't>. always paces. <laughs> Maybe it'll help. Okay, now stop. <laughs> I'm searching. <laughs> Everybody's staring and... <laughs> trying to figure out what's going on. And then all of a sudden... I'm rocking back and forth. <laughs> all right, then. Better be Hufflepuff. <laughs> it's like, whoa. That's something yeah. I never expected. I did not. I, like I said, I didn't remember that at all. So when it happened, I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, just work hard and your potential is pretty limitless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Harry's happy to go sit with his friend, and Professor Sprout is happy to have another Hufflepuff, and Severus is not sure what to do with this. No, he's not. Right? Or it could be awful. 
Mm-hmm. But he is happy to see that Draco waves to him from the Slytherin table, so that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And it's not there's not as much of a rivalry between Slytherin and Hufflepuff as there is between them and Gryffindor, so that'll be a little easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Cedric welcomes him welcomes to him Hufflepuff. To the table. Wants to know why he was pacing. And he says, well, because the hat told me to. Hmm, he's never done that before. Okay. And then, of course, Zacharias Smith is there. Very loud. He has to get his oar in. Pompous, yes. And he asks him, is it true you have a scar? And Harry kind of puts his hand up. But um, Maggie Tolbert, the head girl, says, you don't have to show him that if you don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she's a little uneasy about the snake. Yeah, she's kind of afraid of snakes. And he says, well... No, Coral wouldn't hurt anyone unless they were trying to hurt us. And would you like to see her? And she's like, um, okay, I guess I'm the head girl. I can't be scared. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. she is actually quite a pretty snake. Uh, yeah. Who could look harmless? pretty sure those are poisonous. And Harry says, yeah, but Professor Snape cast a spell. So she can only, she'll only poison someone if she wants to. Mm-hmm. She has to consciously be trying to poison them. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he explains well, about how she's useful for his parcel magic, which he can do because he's a parcel mouth, and they're all like... <laughs> 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 well, guys, I have to... I'm leaving on this part. I'm sorry. Oh, that's all right. I'm, I'm here dozing a little bit, and so I'm like, okay, yeah, I need to get up. And the cat was here, too, so I'm going to have even more sleeping gas. Mm-hmm. So, well, thanks for coming for a few chapters and thank you. Enjoy your evening. Sleep well. I will. I'm pretty beat. I bet unpacking's a pain. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much all of the next few chapters are good stopping places, so mm-hmm. we can do whatever works. We'll just Take yeah. this. Let me know. Okay. Thanks. Right. Good night. Good night. He's telling about how he can help heal people, and yeah. he's hoping that. Madame Pomfrey's going to let him do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't understand why it's such a big deal that I speak parcel tag. It's, it's even more annoying. It's as, just annoying as the whole Voldemort thing. And they're all like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly that. <laughs> so the teachers are kind of like, well, you're definitely not what I expected. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. And the teachers are watching this from the head table and, and what they're seeing is, you know, the them looking at the snake and kind of being a little bit of afraid. And then they see him react to the whole parcel magic and parcel tongue thing. And then he says Voldemort and somebody falls over. And Phileas is like, maybe you should go down there and see what's going on. But right. Albus and Minerva's, says, about, Minerva's about to go up there, down there when somebody falls off the bench. But, mm-hmm. uh, Albus tells her to wait and... Um, because he can see that Harry is conversing with his snake. Mm-hmm. And then um, this is where he explains about what the parcel magic does. And Neville blurts out that, uh, you know, he'd healed his bruise. And he's like, oh, wow, that's cool. Can you heal animals too? Hey, I've got this cut on my arm. Mm-hmm. What about scars? Can you regrow things? Yeah. Smack <laughs> is like, okay, settle down. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really know all this stuff yet. So. Give him a little time. I like what Phileas says. Well, Pomona, I, I look forward to hearing how things, you know, hearing from you after you have your first house meeting. Because it's going to be interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and we move to part five, which is lessons. Yep. And Harry wakes up and would really rather not be waking up, but he has to get ready. 
Mm-hmm. And we hear about the what the meeting had been the previous night, and Professor Sprout had introduced herself and made it clear that everyone should be treated fairly, and everyone's a Hufflepuff. Yep. And at breakfast, there's all sorts of different food, which he enjoys. Um, <laughs> and he takes a sip of his cup, and it's the absorbance potion, which he was not expecting. No. <laughs> so. Sort of slip him a Mickey there. So he chugs that, and then he chugs the next one, and then he chugs the next one. And Cedric's like, thirsty much, Harry? He's like, yeah, I'm taking potions that Snape's making me take. And so, and he's all excited because they get their schedules and he has potions first. And they're all like, you're excited about that? Um, you know, Professor Snape is a bit um, harsh. Strict? <laughs> yeah. I don't think there's been a year he didn't make a first year cry. <laughs> yeah. Harry says, well, we'll just have to do our best, but I think he's great. Neville's like, okay, Harry. Yeah. And Severus gives his speech, and it's apparently one he does every year, or at least he absolutely remembers the one he did in this year, because mm-hmm. he's doing the same one. <laughs> yeah. But, he, you know, all these kids walk in these first years, and it's like, oh, Susan Bones. She was killed by Voldemort, and then Justin Finch-Fletchley was bitten by Nagini, and Hannah Abbott uh, gets Cursed killed by, by Lucius. Lucius Malfoy, and, and, yeah, yeah, he's just so like, he's kind of having to. So he's giving his speech, and he notices that Harry's the only one writing notes, mm-hmm. and he remembers that that happened last time, which I think is a movie thing. I don't remember. No, I, Harry's taking notes. That's what causes because Harry's taking notes, and Snape's like. Oh, you're not listening. You're doing something. And Harry's like, "Well, yeah, I'm taking notes." You know, that's what he's thinking in his head. And Snape—that's what Snape goes off on him. And Harry's like, "I was trying to do what you're supposed to do and taking notes, and that didn't work." So I'm pretty sure that is canon. Mm-hmm. I think it's made more obvious in the movie because there's mm-hmm. actually a line about him not paying attention, which I don't think exists in the book, but he probably was doing something of the sort. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, uh, this Snape is actually kind of enjoying that he's taking notes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he doesn't even pause when he goes through his name on the roll call and so on. And and yeah. Harry and Neville are paired up and they're doing pretty well learning the equipment and how to chop, cut, and slice and dice, etc. Um, which is another thing that I have seen in fix where Snape doesn't even teach you how to do that. Right. Um, but we don't actually see what happens in the rest of the first potions class, so it's entirely possible that is what they did. Mm-hmm. So who knows? In this case, it is anyway. Yeah, and we have Zacharias Smith, who's being a prat. And so he raises his hand and tattles because Harry has a snake, and oh, you're not allowed to have pets in class. And, of course, that makes Snape mad, and he asks Mr. Smith the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gets him the same ones that he'd asked Harry before. Mm-hmm. And then he asks them to Harry, and he knows all the answers because they're all in that first chapter that he's supposed to read ahead. Right. Yep. <laughs> Which is interesting. Another little difference in this fic from others. I've seen fics where uh, those are things that don't come up until like seven chapters in. So even if Harry had read ahead, he wouldn't have known it. And mm-hmm. the only reason Hermione knows is because she's Hermione. She's read the whole read book. Everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But but this works too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It did. And then he runs into Draco. Harry runs into Draco after class and Draco wants to know how potions was and Harry says, Great. 
I, you know, I see why they say that Professor Snape can be really strict, but as long as you know what you're doing, then you're okay in class. Mm -hmm. And some of the Slytherins are like, really? He's actually friends with Harry Potter. I guess he didn't make that up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Zacharias is not happy. And in fact, is seething. <laughs> but yes, he's he got in trouble play. for pointing out Coral. Mm-hmm. Snape said, "Yes, I'm aware he has a snake. In fact, I gave him permission to have that snake." Yeah, and I know absolutely every single thing that goes on in my classroom. So there's no need for you to be reporting stuff to me. Yeah, and Draco wants to know if there's anything that he should know about potions. And Harry says, "Well, you should always be one chapter ahead of every lesson." And Draco's like, "Okay, I'll do that." And then they start charms. Mm-hmm. And we shift back to Snape's point of view. And he's actually enjoying having the castle full again because it's been such a difference from how he remembers it being. Right. Yeah. And he has to shake himself because he's acting somewhat out of character, even if it's only in his own mind. And he's got to make sure that he's he doesn't get too different right away. So, you know, yeah. he hasn't made anybody cry yet. Something's wrong. But at the same time, he doesn't really want to be a bad teacher just so he can not raise anybody's suspicions cause now that he realizes some of the things he's been doing. Mm-hmm. so Yeah. And then we jump back to Harry's point of view, and Harry's going to defense against the Dark Arts. Mm-hmm. And Hermione is not sure why Ron has brought his pet rat to class. Mm-hmm. But because she looked up those rules. And as long as the cat does or the rat doesn't disrupt the lessons, it's allowed. So, you know, he's, and Ron's like, he just sleeps, so just leave me alone. He's not going to do anything. He's not going to lose his points. Just chill out. Mm hmm. So. And then they start the lesson, and it really isn't that great because he just stutters so much, it's hard mm-hmm. to follow along. So, Harry just kind of reads the textbook. Yeah, he just kind of resigns himself. So Harry's made it through his first week, and he's kind of glad he's read ahead because his assignments are much better, and his penmanship is probably one of the best in the class. Mm-hmm. So he's at least going to get acceptables, he hopes. Right. But he's still really not sure about this transfiguring animals thing. It just seems wrong. We'll see how he does when he gets there. He's liking charms. Mm-hmm. And potions is absolutely his favorite because... He's in, enjoying all the things that he can do with it. And Neville's actually doing pretty well, too, because Snape's made some comments about how being good in herbology really helps with potions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So and Neville's finds, able to balance himself out a little better. Finds, uh, Harry finds herbology relaxing, mm-hmm. which is good, because it reminds him of gardening at the Dursleys. Yeah. So but unfortunately, good. Defense Against the Dark Outs and History of Magic are pretty useless. Mm-hmm. They're really boring, and he keeps getting these headaches in defense. It's bizarre, because they always seem to be around his scar somehow. Mm-hmm. And it's only in defense. And every once in a while in the Great Hall that he gets some, so that's just really weird. And yeah. he should probably mm-hmm. tell somebody about it, but he doesn't know who. So maybe he'll talk to Professor Snape after he visits Hagrid the next day. Yeah. And, and he's been he's mentioned it to Neville a few times, so he... They're talking about it a little bit. You know, maybe you're allergic to something. Uh, there's lots of garlic in the defense classroom. Could that be it? Uh, but he says, no, I've cooked with garlic before, but maybe it's something like that. And Neville thinks maybe he should tell someone too. He says, yeah, 
I'm going to go tell Professor Snape when I get a chance. Maybe he can tell me what it is. And Neville says, yeah, but you should tell Professor Sprout, too. And Professor Sprout's behind them. Yeah. <laughs> tell me what, dear? Oh, Professor Sprout. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. And so Harry doesn't Harry. really want to tell her yeah. without telling Professor Snape. So finally he just says, can you come with me to Professor Snape's office so that I only have to say it once? And because it's Professor Sprout, she's like, sure, I'd love to. Mm-hmm. And then Neville's going to wait here. Mm-hmm. So he's going to finish his potions assignment and then they can go over it when Harry gets back. Yeah. And Coral says, this is what you should be doing. This is a good idea. Yeah. She ex- says the, the kind professor is curious about you. Mm-hmm. She asks him what he thinks of Hogwarts so far. And he says, it's even better than what I read in Hogwarts A History. And he explains about how he met Neville and Coral told him where Trevor was. Yep. And Professor Sprout calls her a gorgeous snake and she kind of lifts up her head a little bit. And she says, yeah, she's a bit vain, though. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not. Okay. Easily enamored. Enamored. Isn't that a big word for somebody your age? Yeah. And Professor Sprout deduces that uh, she wasn't so fond of being called vain, apparently. Mm -hmm. So they make it to Professor Snape's office, and he says to come in, and he explains he's been getting these strange headaches. Yeah. They're kind of different, and it seems to be something to do with his scar. And maybe you can figure out what I'm allergic to or something? Yeah. And Snape says, I want to cast uh, some diagnostic, diagnostic charms on you. And then he says, yeah, I can tell that you've had a headache. Um, now I want to, you know, do something else, but I need your permission. And Sprout's eyes are like, uh, whoa, wait a minute. And Snape says, you know, this is very important, but don't fight me on it because it will give you even worse headache than what you've already got. So, and Snape crawls into his mind. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of has to concentrate on not fighting so much, but it's very strange feeling. And then... Snape comes out and he says, I can tell somebody's been trying to invade Harry's mind and they've already gotten pretty far. Yeah. And so So they call for Albus and he comes through the flu or Sprout goes through the flu to the headmaster's office. That's the end of the chapter, actually. Yeah. And we move on to part six, the headmaster's ire. So he is not going to be happy about this that he finds out. And no. So Snape says, sit down. The headmaster will be here in a minute. And Snape's trying to figure out what he can do to manipulate this situation. Because he, uh, he of course, knows what's going on. Right. And he's really glad that Harry came and asked him about it because he can kind of bring it up and try and do something about it. Mm-hmm. But even so, he was surprised when he did the legitimacy to see what was happening with Harry's shields and stuff. And no wonder he wasn't able to do much by fifth year if mm-hmm. he'd had this happening when he was 11. Right. And so he says, you know, don't worry about this. We will stop this. You have my word on this. And that makes Harry kind of relax a bit. And then we have Dumbledore come in and tell him what's going on. Harry says, thanks for letting me have two pets, sir. (laughs) I haven't been able to tell you thank you yet. And And Severus says, I have reason to believe someone's been trying to invade Mr. Potter's mind, and they've already made a disturbing amount of progress. And he's been having these headaches in defense against the dark arts and occasionally in the Great Hall. 
And Albus wants to know, how did this start? So he explains about his first defense lesson, and then he asks if he can try something. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's also doing legitimacy or it's something else. Uh, I think yeah. he's doing a different spell to sort of a, a soothing spell of some mm-hmm. kind. Yeah, because he takes away... Ah, hang on a minute. She just pulled my headphones completely off. <laughs> now she's running for it. She's like, hmm, <laughs> that was bad. Um... Uh, he, whatever he's doing is taking away the headache that Harry had. I need Dumbledore. He can come take away my headache. That would be good. Mm-hmm. And Harry's certain that the headmaster isn't doing anything with his mind. He can feel a pressure. Yeah, he doesn't, doesn't feel pressure. He doesn't feel anything presence. like yeah. what um, Snape, Snape was did. just doing or what he's been feeling with the headaches. But mm-hmm. There's something else going on kind of above his face almost. And yeah. he manages to heal everything up and Alba says all right we're on lockdown everyone go back to the dormitories immediately mm-hmm. and tell the prefects to take care of everyone and he's going after Quirrell yeah so but he thanks Harry for trusting uh his head of house and Professor Snape and telling so here we have uh Harry actually communicating which is always a great thing when we have Harry communicating with adults, good things happen. Mm-hmm. It's not always something that, that happens, so that's cool. And they give and him... Her- Coral can taste that he's really, really angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. There, he's mad. So they send him off Harry's in the flu. Yeah. Harry didn't really know he was doing anything particular. He just wanted the headaches to go away. But Dumbledore's, yes, yes, but at least you didn't ignore it. So mm-hmm. head off to your common room, and then Albus and Severus head out after Quirrell. Yeah. But first they get a hold of Amelia Bones. Department of Magical Law Enforcement. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And so Madame Bones comes with uh, tours, and Dumbledore says, he's in his office, let's go. And don't underestimate him. He's not going to come quietly. So yeah. we have Quirrell in all of his stuttering glory. Headmaster, has something happened? I heard Professor McGonagall earlier. Is something the matter? <laughs> yeah, you're under arrest. <laughs> yep. I will not stand for mental assault of a student, and I will not permit you to remain on the grounds of Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. Now leave. Yes. Give us your wand and leave. And... He says, I can't do that. And then there's this other voice that says, kill them! Kill them! (laughs) Madame Bones gets a killing curse shot at her, but Snape intercepts it with a table. Mm -hmm. So she does get kind of clocked with a piece of table, but Mm -hmm. it's better than killing her. (laughs) Yeah. And Severus seals the room, and Dumbledore takes on Quirrell Mort. Yeah, because Quirrell Mort fills the room with a black smoke. That, you know, if you breathe it or touch it, will kill you. So he's got to uh, keep that smoke at bay and, you know, take mm-hmm. on everything. Yeah, and he, he's been absorbing all of that. And eventually Quirrell decides this isn't working and he's going to do something else. And he basically casts a concussion pulse and they all fly into the walls of the room. Mm-hmm. And what he's done is transmute this black mist into a blue liquid. He's done alchemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Snape. blown Snape's eardrum out. 
Yeah. So do you think it was Quirrell that did the kaboom, or do you think it was Albus? I think that was Albus. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I think it's part of the the process of the transmutation of the alchemy is, that is he's this. doing. Yeah, and Quirrell says, "You cannot stop the black, the Dark Lord. He will return and kill the Potter Rat." And the other voice says, "Yes, I will." <laughs> the Aurors are like, "What's going on?" <laughs> stop hiding, Tom. Come out and show yourself. So he just unwinds Quirrell's turban, and oh look, there's a face on the back of his head. I'm not dead. I cannot die. And Coral's like, Master, I can't feel my legs. That's what happens when you conjure airborne poisons. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Should have been more careful. Black death is spreading up your body. And so Coral so manages to kill himself with no help from Harry. Mm-hmm. And Voldemort um, goes shade form and escapes. Yeah. And then we move to later, and Severus is... Relaxing after a hectic day. Fairly, yes. <laughs> Madame Bones has let the wizened Gamot know what's happened and that Voldemort is not dead. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And the whole wizened Gamot has accepted this. Yes. And now they have means for more powerful wards for Hogwarts, which is nice. Yes, that will be a good thing. Are you back, child? Claws again. <laughs> <laughs> How could you tell? <laughs> And they all had some burst eardrums, but Madame Pomfrey was fairly quick to fix that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they won't be able to get the improved wards until holidays, but at least they can work it out now. And once those wards are up, the diary shouldn't be able to come into Hogwarts. Right. Interesting. That'll be very different. Mm-hmm. So and we have the Wizarding World in a state of shock because the Wizengamot has told them what's going on. People don't know what to think or what to believe or what to do. Oh, no. Yeah. They didn't exactly tell him that he had Volvar on the back of his head, but they do know that Quirrell is a follower of the Dark Lord and that he'd been hosting his spirit in some form. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone has written home telling them about how great Dumbledore was during this duel. Yes, because, of course, you know, nobody's supposed to know what happened, but everybody does. Well, there was a giant explosion sound mm-hmm. that rocked the whole castle, and then there was the statement about his duel and so on. And then the weekend just is nuts for Harry. Mm-hmm. They don't really know what's been happening. And Harry's just denied that there was anything to do with him, and Snape has told him to keep it to himself. You can tell Mr. Longbottom, but that's but about that's, it. Yeah. And then he says, you know, Harry's like, he was really trying to get into my mind. And Snape says, yes, I want you to read this book. And you're not going to be able to do much with it yet because you're not strong enough. But I want you to kind of have a good grasp on the fundamentals. So when it's time for me to teach you occlumency, you'll be able to do it. Yeah. Don't worry about finishing it before the end of term. Because you won't be able to do much with it till your third year or so. But... You probably want to get started anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and don't read it in the open. It's not a book that's widely accepted. Okay. Because it's another thing that Voldemort likes to use, but then, mm-hmm. you know, I used it to figure out what he was doing, so it goes both ways. Not all bad. Yeah. And they promise to be honest with each other, uh, not necessarily tell each other everything, but just tell the truth whenever they do say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they head up to potions class on Monday. They're learning about the uses of rosemary, and it's just sort of a normal day, which he kind of enjoys. 
And then it turns out that Dumbledore is taking over defense class. Yeah, that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. And also, Ron Weasley has lost his pet rat. Uh, yeah. So he's, he's just disappeared. Just disappeared somehow. Of course, that makes me wonder if Voldemort has run off with the pet rat, or if Snape has done something with the pet rat. My theory is Peter heard something about Voldemort and went, Eat! and ran off. <laughs> and ran off. That makes sense, too. <laughs> but could go either way, too. So there. Dumbledore's demonstrating the disarming charm to them mm-hmm. with a bunch of pillows and... Um, he has Dean and Susan come up to do the demonstration. Dean was very quick to cast, but missed Susan. And uh, Susan hit Dean in the elbow. Yep. But if if Dean had been uh, more on target, his would have already hit her before she finished casting. So he's going to, Mr. Thomas, work on your aim. Miss Bones, work on your speed. You'll both be doing quite well. Mm-hmm. And so Harry and Neville pair up and... Try out those various things. All the the floor and everything has cushioning charms on it, so they're all right. Yes. And Dumbledore pops up and explains to Neville that he's holding his wand a little too tightly. Mm-hmm. And helps him. Mm-hmm. And they cast simultaneously and both manage to disarm each other. <laughs> yeah. And then we have a little conversation between Severus and Draco, because he's hoping to help Draco not turn out like his dad. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, he's like, oh, I see you're friends with Harry Potter. Yeah, I am. Mm-hmm. And so. And he says, you'd be fortunate to have a friend like him, and he'd be fortunate to have a friend like you. Draco's going, well, so I'll be a strong wizard then. He says, that doesn't matter. Your friendship could be very powerful. Genuine friendship where you trust each other implicitly. And he's explains that, you know, your father doesn't always understand how much good friendship can do for someone. Right. He'll only see how Potter can be used. And you could become a better man than your father is if you realize sooner than I have what is truly powerful in life. And he says, you know, I don't just wish for you to become a great wizard. I want you to be a great and kind man. Yes. So, and Draco's kind of going, um, you're a little off today. Has something happened? (laughs) (laughs) It's because of fighting Quirrell, or it's part of that, but he can't tell him the rest right now. But he says, I hope I can tell you someday. And Draco accepts that for now Mm -hmm. because Snape has never told him anything wrong. Unlike his father. Yeah. Sometimes his father does. So. Um, that Mr. Malfoy. And then... So do we want to do uh, another chapter? Or? Are you up for it? We might as well finish it out if we can. Yeah, sure. The last three chapters have all good ending spots, so it's probably fine either way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Part seven is called Healing. Healing. And the students are pretty good about getting over this whole thing, because yeah, it doesn't really matter to them. Yeah, but the staff, on the other hand... Is freaking out that they had Voldemort in their midst. Mm-hmm. All right. We've got to strengthen the wards, and we've got to add different things to them, too. Albus has some ideas. Phileas probably has some, too. And Severus has a few suggestions, mm-hmm. such as anti-disguise wards, which would detect, for example, anime giant polyjuice. <clears throat> oh, <clears throat> yeah, them. 
Not that we know anything happening with those sorts of things. And maybe it would be a good idea to do something against Dementors. Just throwing that out there, you know. Mm -hmm. Pomona suggests perhaps some anti-port keywords so we don't have any unauthorized departures. And yeah, um, Severus is kind of trying to decide how many things he can say because he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to draw too much attention to himself. But he has to mention the Dementors. And yeah. uh, he just decides to, he pretends he's just been thinking and he's going through a list of all the allies the Dark Lord could have and the worst case scenario and so on. Mm-hmm. Maybe and we should have a word about people with the Dark Mark. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Merely a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Albus says, yeah, it's a very curious suggestion. Mm-hmm. So he might be figuring some stuff out in, in a little while. But Severus is pretty good about throwing him off on a tangent every now and then, too. Mm-hmm. Squirrel! Oh. <laughs> squirrel! Squirrel! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we move on to flying lessons. Mm-hmm. And, and Neville it's really nervous. Yeah. Because I'm accident prone. Nothing will save me. And Draco says, come on, Longbottom, you're not going to die. <laughs> no, you'll be fine. And like, so- All right. And he mentions that James was chaser for Gryffindor, because he happens to know that. Mm-hmm. And Neville is still just sort of standing there, not doing anything. And Draco's like, okay, fine. Look, I will try this broom. You take this one. Yeah, I'll trade you. Because <laughs> Neville just, he, he, he's got a bad feeling about this yeah. broom. I got a bad feeling about this. And I don't like heights and, you know, all mm-hmm. that, so... They switch. This is a thing that I'm I'm not sure would necessarily be canon. I suspect that it is just because Neville was so nervous that he had troubles with the broom. Mm-hmm. But in this version of things, anyway, there is actually something wrong with that particular broom because right. Draco, who knows what he's doing on a broom, still gets shot up. Um, yeah, way too fast, and it doesn't it doesn't have the breaking charms aren't working, and you know, help! It won't stop. And Coral's like, go, go, go! And so Harry takes off after him. And he's trying to catch him if he can, but it, it doesn't even, it doesn't work before Draco collides with the castle. Mm-hmm. And then he'd got a whole bunch of stuff wrong. Like his, his arm has been broken, but then his, his face was driven into the wall and his, he's got a fractured skull. And Coral tells him, they're not going to get help here soon enough. Yeah. You've got to try and do what you can. Because so, his magic is waning, and yeah, you're not gonna, we're not, he's not gonna make it. So, and Harry doesn't quite know what he's doing, but he closes his eyes and goes with instinct, and Coral knows kind of what she's doing, so she's telling him it as well. Yeah, so and, he just said, because they've discovered from reading this Parcel Mouth book that basically what you do is say whatever your intentions are in Parcel Tongue and just let your magic flow out and do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, so he just says heal and, um, and he can s- feel the cheekbone go back into its place. And of course, Madam Hooch knows nothing of this. So she's yelling at him to get back and Neville stops her and says, let him help. He knows exactly what he's doing and he gets in her way and they don't hear him. They don't know what's yeah. going on. And so there's the gash on the side of his head and the swelling around his eye goes down and the the skull fractures realign themselves 
he's relieved that it's actually working and Draco mm-hmm. actually opens his eyes and he's about to move on to his arm and Coral says, stop. Yeah. They can handle that. The nurse can do it and they'll get here in time and you are dangerously close to overstressing yourself. Mm-hmm. When he lets the magic flow through Coral, um, uh, she's been getting warmer and warmer and it's mm-hmm. really painful where she's coiled around his wrist and we actually discover in a bit here that he's got snakeskin scarring on his wrist now because yeah. <laughs> she was literally hot enough to give him burning thir- him. burns. <laughs> mm-hmm. but, and then he passes out. Yeah. Into- I think I'll sleep now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah. He, then we move on to the hospital wing where Albus is like, whoa, this is remarkable. And Draco's parents have just left. They're understandably alarmed at how badly he was hurt. But and now they owe life, life debt to Harry Potter. Mm, <laughs> dang. That's going to come in handy. This could be a good thing. It's so, awkward for them, for sure. Yeah. And, and Silver says he's going to need training. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to hook him up here with Madame Pumphrey. Yeah. he's He'd better practice some and... You know, with his natural skill, he'll be fine. And um, since when do you know he has natural skill? And so Snape has to confess that he tried the legacy spell on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had permission. Potter asked. And so I just did it. Yeah. And Albus is like, you did what? But, you know, it's too late to really get mad at him. Mm-hmm. So. And so he's trying to figure out how much to say, but he eventually decides to tell Dumbledore that he's a slumbering mage. Mm-hmm. And that's just one thing. And he kind of, because most people don't really know how the legacy spell works, he decides that in this version of it, he's going to say that it gave him a vision of who Harry could become. And he's really just picturing the, you know, 21 year old one that he left behind mm-hmm. or whatever. But, how he could become a great wizard and a great man. And that has been his goal ever since he did this. Um, and doesn't let on to Dumbledore that that has been his goal since before he did that. <laughs> but yeah. 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 And so Dumbledore says that, you know, once he begins showing signs, then he'll arrange for instruction. And Snape wants to know if he's going to teach him. And he says, well, he might, but, you know, I, I don't know. And so, Snape says, Snape. yeah, you'd be the best one to teach him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, oh. Alia will be teaching him potions and he's already excelling more than I expected. But um, that's about all that I'm qualified to teach him. Is At least that's how Snape thinks anyway. Mm-hmm. And he lets Dumbledore know that his body has subconsciously put a lock on his magic. So once he gets control, sufficient control, then his body will unlock the lock. So that's that's part of what he's been using the Mm -hmm. potions for. Yeah. And this is when he describes his potential future of being a a warrior of peace. Um, And that's been his main objective since then. Yeah. And then we shift to Professor Sprout, admiring her Hufflepuffs. Mm Mm-hmm. She's, just, she's been just thinking about all the things she's just learned about Harry because Albus has passed it on to her as well. Ooh, another communication. It's good when we communicate. <laughs> <laughs> so Harry's, you know, partially locked. He's a slumbering mage. I'm sure that the text reader says Maggie, 
which is why I was like, what in the heck are we talking about? <laughs> yeah. So, and he's going to be helping Madame Pomfrey on evenings and weekends, uh, mm-hmm. or just on weekends for now, I guess, uh, just to see what sort of things yeah. he can and, learn. And we find out that uh, Dumbledore has figured out that Neville's wand isn't a good match for him. And he figured that out when he was helping him in the DADA class. And so he's going to get Neville a wand, which is cool. Yeah, he's going to convince Augusta that he needs a better wand. Mm -hmm. And Minerva wants to know how Mr. Potter is. And she says he's all right. He just tired himself out a bit. And they explain how severe Draco's injuries were beforehand. He probably wouldn't have lived lived if he waited a moment longer mm-hmm. uh, and so Pomona's just trying to figure out what to do she needs to he needs to learn what to do with these powers that he has but he also can't be crowded with too many things to do right so she's got to work out how to find him a happy medium and she decides maybe she'll consult with Snape a little bit, bit more about mm-hmm. this yeah because Snape's not quite himself but She's kind of, you know, yeah. like in... He seems to have some interest in Harry yeah. Potter. So yeah. it might be a good thing. And that's where we're going to end it, with mm-hmm. her trying to figure out what's best for Harry. And and, and our first part next week is called off. Backlash, which seems a little ominous. It does. And I haven't read ahead, so I don't remember what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I did read ahead, but I can't quite remember. I think it's more to do with... Um, the whole Voldemort's not dead thing, mm. as opposed to um, anything that's happening with Harry. Yeah, but we shall see next week. We shall. Hopefully, you've been enjoying the beginnings of To Shape and Change, and uh, hopefully, you're enjoying our coverage as well. If you haven't read To Shape and Change yet, you probably should. Otherwise, we're likely to be kind of confusing. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some people listen to these without reading them, and find they have a good time, but it does add a bunch more to actually know the story we're talking about as well. <laughs> it yeah. does help a little, yes. <laughs> Just a bit. But, yeah, I like this because I I like seeing a different Snape. Um, you know, we find out at the end of canon that he's good, and here is a way to see him as good before all of the hullabaloo starts. I mm-hmm. I miss Ron and Hermione, and I know that one of the author notes said that she wasn't quite sure what was going to happen with them yet, but I really yeah. like having Neville up front mm-hmm. for this. So I think Ron and Hermione will show up some more as mm-hmm. we move on. Yeah, but I do too. It is fun to have Harry make friends with Neville, and Neville himself is having a better time of it as well. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just because he has had that boost to his self-confidence. And, you mm-hmm. know, he could have been like this all along in canon if he'd had that boost to his self-confidence as well. So yeah. that's kind of cool. Um, so that wraps up our coverage for this week. We should have another one out for you in um, another couple of weeks, probably. Mm-hmm. Hello, future people. We're in August. You're in wherever you are in. <laughs> <laughs> probably January or February at this point. <laughs> Maybe even March. <laughs> or May. Yeah, we seem to be, you know, five to six months behind. Mm-hmm. At least we're not a year anymore. Yeah, we've cut up a bit. That's good. Mm-hmm. And next episode, we'll be covering chapters eight through 15-ish, Something somewhere like in there. 
and we'll see how it goes. And um, if you're enjoying Harry Potter fan fiction, and if this is your first uh, Potterfic Weekly you've listened to, there's hundreds of other ones about various different Harry Potter fan fiction stories. And we cover some of them and uh, some of the original hosts cover things. If you go back far enough, we are what the third generation ish, Mm -hmm. (laughs) something like that. If you are more interested in coverage of other things like books or TV shows and things like that, there are episodes over at the Pufo Exchange, which you can find at thepufoexchange.com or follow the link from potterfickweekly.com. We link to all our various podcast family members. If you want things that are a little more up-to-date and happening as we release them, there's pointofviewweekly.com which is um, basically our, Bob likes to call it our morning show, which we record in the evening, but it's a bunch of us just sort of chatting about things that catch our fancy at the time. Mm -hmm. So we we try and cover a a TV show or a book or a movie or something just to have that little extra segment. And it's not just all us talking about our lives, but there is a fair amount of that as well. (laughs) We do Uh, like to talk about ourselves. There are some fun segments where we play games or uh, do RPGs or things like that. If the game thing is something that really interests you, we've just started recently an extra podcast called Poofa Plays, which is actually a live stream on twitch.tv slash Poofa Plays. So far, as of this recording, Bob and I have done two or three episodes playing Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So if that's something that interests you, you can go watch what we've done with that. And we're hoping to bring in some other different games and some other people from the community to play other things as well as time goes on. But, you know, people do get busy with things, so it's a little bit slower, that one. Uh, But I'm sure there is something for you to enjoy, either this or other things. And as I said, you can find them all at links from potterfickweekly.com or find us on our forums at potterfickforum.com. And they all have their own individual websites as well. Yep. We're fairly easy to find, no matter what anybody says. And if you join the forum, send me a note and I'll sort you into a house. Oh, excuse me, hat will sort you into a house. (laughs) Yes, the sorting little stories are a lot of fun. So even if you already know which house you want to be in, you can just uh, let Sue know about that and we can go with that. Or we do have a couple of different quizzes you can take just to see what comes up from those if you like. Yeah, we'll take your Pottermore scores or whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a lot of fun. It is fun. The forum's quiet, but there's still a little action going on here and there. Keeps me keeps me checking in. Mm-hmm. And with that, I suppose I should go lock up my chicken since it's completely dark outside. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I went out Good two night, days everybody. ago. Good night, everybody. I went out two nights ago and scared a rat, or he scared me. I'm not sure which way it worked, but that's always exciting. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. of, probably some of both. Yeah, I need to take the kitten out with me. But I think that rat was almost as big as she was, so that might not be a good thing yet. Mm. She needs yeah. to get a little bigger. She's got to get some muscle under her belt first. Yeah. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to us. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.